Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Marie Sennett, a certified yoga teacher and transformational life coach who works with folks before they retire, creating a holistic dream retirement plan through one-on-one coaching, designing a yoga and meditation plan tailored to your needs to have that body, health, mind, all the aspects that you need for your dream retirement. I love that. Marie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I'm so happy to be here and been looking forward to this. So thanks. You're so, so welcome. Well, let's get straight into it then. Can you expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah. So I have um, a signature program that I work with people um, and I tend to look well i i work with people who right now are too busy to take care of themselves and and think about that part of their life um mm. and and they're not ready for retirement because they haven't started taking care of themselves um by way of introduction it when i was working as a busy civil rights lawyer and public defender i was one of those people who didn't find time to take care of me and my dear sweet husband pulled me aside one day and said you know, if you don't stop doing this, the retirement we've planned with travel to Italy and, you know, going here and doing this and taking these classes, is going to turn mm. into me taking you from doctor's appointment to doctor's appointment to doctor's appointment. And it scared me because I really want to just play with him <laughs> in my retirement. He's a great guy. <laughs> and so um, I rolled out my yoga mat that had been sitting in a corner for a number of years. And I started doing just 15 minutes of yoga and five minutes of meditation when I started. And I started feeling a whole lot better. And I was a better lawyer. I was a better, definitely a better spouse because I was more focused and I was calm. My blood pressure went down. Uh, uh-huh. I slept more and, you know, it was just, it was the way to get to the retirement that I wanted. Um, and I felt so good. I decided to become a yoga teacher myself and work toward that goal with people. Um, so it's kind of the, the person who knows they should be taking care of themselves and put themselves last. And yeah. so to try and work with that in the now, but also in the future so that they can have that retirement. Love that. Welcome to the Unforget Yourself show. Unforget yourself. It's all about putting yourself first because, oh my gosh, it is so, it's so easy to forget us, to put everyone else first through. And oftentimes it comes from a, a beautiful place. Your desire to help your clients, to put other people first, to have a time for yourself for drinking water, exercise, just as the, the, the top level stuff. And there's so much more to it. But that one statement I'll come back down to that, you're, that you said and talking about with your husband, 
I I want to I want to play with them in my retirement. I want to have fun. There's something so powerful about that one statement of bringing someone back into the moment. I think that's beautiful. How much of that realization, that moment for you was a, um, oh yeah, versus a, oh damn it, yes, something has to change. It was, was the, oh damn it, something has to change. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So I think this is, so your business has come from your own experience, your lived experience at that sort of, you call it the sliding door moments, mm-hmm. turn left, turn right. You're at choice in that moment of realization. You knew it was one of two directions and you chose happiness, play. This There's too much cost associated with where I'm going and you get to bring this story into into your clients so when your clients come to you when your clients are open and ready what do you find time and time again is their first challenge or maybe the first bit of awareness that that they need the first thing is that it's okay to take care of yourself most of my clients are women um most of them are folks who were born in the 50s 60s or 70s which i say ties into what i call the 1960s wife training where everything else came first you take care of yourself when you're sick hmm. and and that's it and so breaking through that there's like this huge sense of guilt because you were trained you know from from knee high that you come last you're a woman Everybody else has to be taken care of first. And acknowledging that you're worth that care is a huge step for a lot of people. Ooh. And that that permission that it's that it's okay. So when your clients start to understand and realize and see this and maybe see the impact that it's going to have or that it's already having, mm-hmm. what changes for them? They suddenly become lighter. You can see it in in our interviews and in our meetings. They're just they're, they they smile more. They sit up more. They feel better about themselves. They're curious about how they can take care of themselves. You know, self care. Give it to me. What do, what do I need to do? Which comes to the second challenge, which is time management. Because these are also people who are trying to squeeze one more thing in, and a lot of. Uh, Self-care people, like if you go to a gym and you work with a personal trainer, like, well, just get up earlier. It's like, no, (laughs) what can we get rid of? And getting people to get rid of things is the second biggest challenge because they're like, but I, it's like, no, you don't have to, but, but I have to, no, you don't have to. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And this is all, oh, it's all perception. What is it? It is the illusion of the mind. It's like, yeah, true. There is so much in this. Your comment about them feeling lighter after that first phase, that's exactly what I felt when you said, I just want to play with them. I just, I just want to play in my retirement. That feels light. I felt that. So yes. that and then the removal of pressure, guilt, jobs, things you have to have, things you have to do. Yeah. No. So what, what have you found? As you've, as you've come into this line of business, because you've made that transition, you've taken control of your own life and you've become a, a solopreneur. You've become a business owner, which is almost the opposite end of the scale of exactly what you were looking for. So 
talk me through how it's how this journey has been for you with all the knowledge and understanding with the human body with the neurochemistry with managing your mind and your body but becoming a business owner what's that journey been like it's been a crazy journey because I started it while I was still a lawyer. Um, and so I had a, a full practice. I was working with incarcerated individuals. Um, it was during the pandemic. Um, so there was a lot of craziness going on there. And so a lot of the anxiety that I might have felt starting a business anew without having any idea how to do it, I didn't have time for it. <laughs> It was like, what's the next thing that I have to do? <laughs> so it was it was a blessing in that sense, because I, I can get myself really anxious and worried if I work at it. Uh, <laughs> and it was it became a lot of crazy scheduling. And uh, sometimes I didn't get the sleep I needed. But um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and looking at everything and everywhere and not try, and not knowing where to look. And so I was like, looking at this place and looking at this place and this person was saying, do this. And this other person was saying, do this. And oh, you need, you need a CMR and you need this and, and blah, blah, you know, where do you get the money for the stuff that you, it was just trying to put it all together. And then um, yeah. luckily I found a coach who could help me do that. And then all of a sudden that was like, <laughs> and things started working and coming together. Nice. That, that reminds me of a, that's one line that I, years and years ago when i heard this again i felt this visceral connection to it i don't have time for crazy mm -hmm. oh what a great line i don't have time for crazy and i remember just losing it emotionally once i heard that there was so much going on at the time and that weight now back to lighter understanding that concept i don't have time for crazy cool. So I can go and do this. It's almost the permission to leave things behind, not be overwhelmed, not try and take on everything that everyone says you should be doing. Because as an entrepreneur, you must have the second you started, you were inundated with ads and DMS and everyone came out the woodwork and you should do this. And here's the route through. It's like, hold on. Yeah. Who's asking me the right question, which is what do you want? What do you want to do? How do you want to build your business? So and no one asked me that, Mark. Never. <laughs> how how did you? How did you build your business? What what was it that what were what was the sort of the little stepping stones that you actually did take, whether they're right or wrong? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Got where you are. Well, I think I think the first thing is I actually um started working at a yoga studio uh, when I first was doing yoga and um and that place closed. Um and it closed in a in a bad situation. Um it was essentially taken away from me. Um and I remember walking out of that situation saying, no one's taking my yoga away from me again, ever. Hmm. Yeah. And so when it came time to, to try and figure out how to do this in the pandemic, um, I came across a coaching program that dealt with programs online. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> and so I started looking at their model and, and working with it and trying to fit it in. But it was, it was their model. I needed to, to make it my own. So hmm. the first year was really a struggle because I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to figure it out. And I was trying to force myself into this other model that was a starting point for me, but was not what I needed. And mm. at the end of the, the the first year with that, I, I had this program. It wasn't, it's not the program I have now, but I had this other program that like nobody wanted because you could get it for free on YouTube. So why pay me for it? <laughs> you know? um, 
And so I had I had to to rethink and pull away and, and go back to my heart and what was it that I wanted to do. Um, mm. And then and then, as I said, I found a coach who resonated more with me. And so she was great at helping me hone in and move things around. And I'd be like, should I do this? She'd be like, nope. <laughs> I was like, should I do this? Nope. You know, and she would like give me like do this, 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 this. And so it just took a lot of the pressure off and it it, it made it easier to go. But that first year was was hell. <laughs> It was, it was just ups and downs and crying. Yeah. <laughs> ups, downs, cry. Yeah, there, there is the first initial stage of entrepreneurship. Yeah. What did you find was, what was the easiest thing as you took to this? What was the thing that was like, oh, this is, this isn't a real, I can do this all day long. What was, what was that? The easiest thing was the the content of the program because I knew what I wanted to do and I knew how to put that together and, and I knew where I was lacking. So I pulled in a nutrition coach and I pulled in a essential oils expert and I pulled in a financial planner. Um, Cause I was like, these are things I know nothing about, but I know that they're going to be super helpful. And mm. so I, I think that was the first thing I had to figure out what I didn't know, how to put that in and then work with what I did know so that I could come up with a program after that first year that actually somebody would want. <laughs> yeah. So you've had some iterations. You've The easiest thing was fulfillment, doing a thing that you love to do. Yeah. It just comes so second nature. So what was tough? What were the aspects like, oh, I forgot I had to do this bit. What, what was that? The sales part is the toughest part for me, which is funny because I was a public defender and I would literally sell murderers and rapists to judges every day, but it's a different sales pitch yeah. <laughs> and, and trying to figure out how I would feel comfortable and I would feel natural, basically probing other people about what was going on with them and trying to get them to see what they needed. That was, that was difficult. And, and, and it's something that I'm still working with. So what, what's the hardest part there? You said comfortable and natural. So it sounds like that's what you want the the marketing, the sales process to be like for you. But instead, what what was it? What did it feel like? If initially it felt like I was, you know, like one of the telemarketers that interrupt your dinner and um and say, hey, I've got this thing and you really want it, and here's what it's about, and you know, why don't you take it? And buy my um, stuff. Buy, buy my stuff. Buy it now. I need you to buy my stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I wasn't listening to them, you know? And, and so now, I, again, my coach has been wonderful. What, what, what I do is I have a conversation now. It's like, what's going on? How are you dealing with this? How are you dealing with that? Do you have an exercise program? Did you have an exercise program? What, what happened? Um, and just try and make it more relaxed and conversational. And I'm getting there, but it's still, I still, I still get hesitant. And the one thing that I realized I was doing, I was putting so much pressure on myself to like build this business with cash that I lost sight of the reason I was doing it. And the day I let go of, I need the cash, like things really started to change. Mm. What was about the cash that was, where was that pressure? What were you thinking? I was, I was, I knew I was leaving law and I wanted to make sure that I could afford <laughs> life <laughs> leaving law because my husband was also starting a business at the same time. So it was like really crazy. <laughs> and it's like, there's rent to pay. Food needs to be on the table. You know, we have, we have, we need to have an internet 
access <laughs> um, and, you know, the ability to pay for certain programs. And so I put all this crazy pressure on myself about like, I need to have these many clients and I need to have this much money. And, and I just got mm. caught up in that cycle and it just, it backfired. And luckily it backfired quickly so I could get out of that. Mm. So that cycle, how did that affect your, your sales game? How did it affect how you showed up? I wasn't listening to what my potential client was saying. I was trying to get to the next thing that was good for them without yeah. actually checking if it was good for them. Um, and I probably sounded like I was more interested in having them sign a contract than what they had to say. I love that honesty in there because it's it's can be super tough in business. And when, again, following a process, here's what you need to do, whether it's um, a sales conversation, a sales script, you're guided in different ways. Other people have different modalities. There's a gazillion ways out there to do this there's only one of you so is it kind of square peg round hole syndrome trying to find out how and maybe it's a good thing again come let's come back to lighter come back to play trying to find out how do i want to do this how do i want to show up how do i want to have this sales conversation how do i want to enjoy the word sales what's it going to take for you to fully step in and love the word sales to be hold space for today in this role. I am the salesperson and it feel like that's a good thing. Part of it is to, to bring the play back to it, right? So that I'm, I'm meeting somebody new and it's a chance to get to know them and get to know what their interests are, what makes them tick on some level. Mm. And so it, playing and exploring in that sense and then walking them through you know what's going on in relation to they're taking care of themselves their their ability to meditate their you know retirement what is it that they're looking at i think i think then it becomes more relaxed and just kind of fun yeah okay uh, the second time you said play today in a very big situation one your moment of trans transformation that transition I want to be able to play in my retirement. So here's what I need to do. You now want to be able to play in your marketing and your sales. Okay. So you know your route in there, but as an entrepreneur and as a human being with brain chemicals and a nervous system and bills and other things external, right. what is it like to to know this stuff, to know exactly what you should do, but oh, crumbs, it, it can just be so tough. Yeah, I think I think what I have to do is just like acknowledge that there's everything isn't going to be a sale. And I don't really want to sell to everybody because there's there's a, a fit that has to come with this. Excuse me a second, my computer's okay. Um, you know, it, it has to be a good fit for this to work. And so if I'm not playing and feeling the fit, then I could be working with someone where it's it's not going to be comfortable for me and it won't be comfortable for them and they won't get anything and I'll be frustrated. Mm. Lovely. So it's the, huh, we were chatting away offline before we, we press record and it was a case of, you're here to, uh, crumbs, you're here to play. That's what it is. You're here to play and see what, what perception shifts can you have and what different angles might this crazy british guy have compared to what 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 you're thinking and it's kind of beautiful how this all comes into okay what's what's next where am i going what's come for them 
So to shift this perception of, you know, a, a, a sales call, a discovery call, whatever you want to call it, is it is your prospect discovering for themselves that they have a problem, that you, they have a challenge. It's your discovery whether are they are they even good good fit for this. The rest kind of sort of fits in together, but that yeah. initial discovery. That's super important, right? And that reframe, that perception shift of it, how cri- critical is, is that? It's very critical. I mean, it, 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 it's everything. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the framework that's going to allow me to relax and do what I need to do. Mm. And, 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 and not only that, but be there for the person. I mean, when I'm, when I'm doing these calls, I'm like also trying to help them come up with a basic outline of what they want. So they're walking away with something, uh, you know, yeah. I'm not just there to take. And in order to give them something to walk away, I need to relax and listen. And so, yeah. yeah. So your ability to be present sounds like it's your sales superpower. Yeah. What do you need? What do you need to hold and manage yourself in these moments to stay to stay present? I probably should do a nice breathing exercise before I start the call <laughs> so that I'm already in a state of mind where I'm very calm. What I've been doing is like, okay, so I've got a call with Sally and I've looked at, you know, what I can see in terms of her on Facebook. So I can kind of get an idea of what her interests are and what, what she wants to do. And, you know, and, and I come up with the questions that I want to ask to try and get what's happening in her life. And it's like, I think I need to, before I do that, or maybe after I do that somewhere in the thing, before I'm actually on the phone or zoom with Sally, just take a moment and do a breathing exercise. Yeah. What's just come up for me then is when we coach our clients through this sales process, the, as we call it, the authentic sales system, how to show up for yourself. What you just said there is there is, you need to find the right thing for you. The, 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 the prequel research, the understanding of the prospects, there is so much that goes into that. However, by doing maybe too much and focusing on this, there's a possibility that one might be showing up to a call with, maybe more knowledge than they have at the time. You're prepared. You know that this, but they are in a different place. So that shows a slight misalignment rather than just show up as the most amazing Marie that there is. Playful, bubbly, curious, without a preconception, without understanding that, well, I've seen this and I think that you want this and you're doing this. And then with all the will in the world because we're all told do the research do the research do the research how about unforget yourself unforget yourself unforget yourself be more you our whole space for there's probably somewhere in between both yeah but yeah what's right for you um having been a lawyer for all these years you know like my brain goes to i need to have the background information i need to know what's going on and um and I think I yeah, I might just, I think I'm going to try the next call mark and just be like, tell me what's going on in your life. And, the, you know, like not do the background and just ask the questions and get to know. Oh, yes. Because you said the word pressure as well. Bring the pressure on yourself. And these are things that, oh my gosh, we're going to have the same words all over. Play. And this is how you get to play with this and test it. The next one. Yeah, I'm going to do no research whatsoever or the bare minimum. I'm going to 
honor them, but I'm going to show up as me and we're going to explore together. There could be something, there's less pressure. There's less work to do. You just got to be you and show up. Yeah. That's kind of beautiful. That's That feels, damn it, that's easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it should be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. hmm. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thinker for you. And you get to rewrite your, your identity. The person that you are. That's true. But the lawyer, That's you wouldn't do this. No, they, they, all the information. It's, ha, huh, may I drop this bombshell on you? There is the logic versus the emotion. Mm-hmm. You've gone from the logical world. I, I'm guessing. I don't know much about. Well, allegedly the legal word's logical, but not necessarily. But yes. As, allegedly, Your Honor. <laughs> thank you. Okay, you've just proven my point. Lovely. Into it's it's emotion. It's feeling. Yeah. It's desire. It's a different world. So once you kind of find your way through this, oh my gosh, you're going to be going to be bulletproof. This is going to be fun. And if you get good at this, just think of how many more people you're going to help get good at what they want. And there's the beautiful direct and indirect impact. Yeah, that. that feels good, Mark. That feels real good. Hey, Marie, this has been so much fun. I love this. Thank you for, for playing along and, and inviting this, this conversation in. Thanks for letting me have it. I, I, I was looking forward to it and I definitely needed it. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much. And Marie, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? So my Facebook group is called the Fabulous 50s and Beyond. And that's where not only could they find me, but they could find a lot of free trainings and discussions and a supportive group that is going to help people take care of themselves and get to that next level. Um, and my email address is mariesenatyoga.com. Um, or Maria Marie at yoga.com. Don't have a website yet. Um, that will be someday. <laughs> but Facebook has been Facebook has been good to me, but don't let Mr. Zuckerberg know that. But pray, praise them all all you want. Let, let them hear it. You know, <laughs> Facebook is good. You want to share this, right? Beautiful. Hey, Marie, thank you so, so much for playing along. Thank you for being here and sharing you know, not only what you do, but behind the scenes as your evolution. It's been fascinating. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Mark. This has been great. I totally appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.